You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hours away. Hours, yeah. The, the news came down just a few hours ago. Mm. Carrie Fisher. Dude, at 60, earlier in the day. 60. Well, dude, then you had uh, you had George <laughs> Michael the other I day know. at like 53. Which kind of sucks because like he's going to be the guy now that like nobody remembers. Like he he had his 24 hours, <laughs> the 36 hours where everybody mourned him, and then it's like, oh fuck him. I don't agree. Oh, because of timing. Like I was looking at through the year, and I was like, I totally forgot Nancy Reagan had passed away. Like, I thought she passed away a couple years ago. Wait, was oh. that this year? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Oh, uh, that's year. right. That's right. She did. Yeah. Yeah, it was earlier right? in the year. See, there's Joel. Was that this year? <laughs> uh, that seems like so long ago. Well, there's been again, so damn many. It seems like only yesterday, like Alan Rickman yeah. and uh, David Bowie. This and, one, uh, though, is, this is, Lee. out of all of them, this is the one that actually does affect me. This is like yeah. Carrie Fisher. Wow. Yeah. I've, I, I found myself um, <clears throat> trying not to be selfish about uh, the next two Star Warses. And well, I, that was my thought as well. Star it's like Wars you is, cannot think about the movies. Just think about the person. Well, they just, that uh, should be a secondary thing. The As you know, guys, uh, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Uh, <laughs> there's an article that came out that said that she had just finished filming all of her material for Episode Eight. I heard that too. But I just wonder what was going to be in episode nine. And they always like, leave room for get... reshoots. Well, they're going to have to write in Princess they, Leia getting killed at the end of episode three eight. three years. Right? Yeah. Or, or either that years. or she's going to... No. Uh... Or they'll pull a Rogue One and it'll be CG Carrie Fisher That's, walking around. You know what I thought of? Just like an hour or two ago, I thought, oh my God, maybe the Rogue One thing was prophetic because they, they right. revived mm-hmm. Peter Cushing. You're, you're, he was you're already right. dead. Lauren, it was pathetic. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> the Rogue One thing. More than anything I else. I pulled that one out twice now. I gotta. I can't do that. No, but you're right. Um, it I was ex- pathetic. I know. My, no. feelings, my feelings are exactly the same. I just, I did not like that. Oh, I know. It's so, and so young. And like everybody, like everyone was worried about Harrison Ford on the set. Because he's year. like crashing planes and stuff. <laughs> Motherfucker like broke his hip because of the Millennium the fa- Door. The, the door closed on the Millennium Door. The Millennium Door. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what was Shortened it? it? Didn't he... Uh, <clears throat> Didn't he just get a settlement or something? Then the company, like the the production company, the... had. <laughs> that's not bad, man. Shui, that's pretty. We're home. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the shot, the the Blade Runner play. shot, where they got uh, no? Was it like who who's play? is Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling's in the new one, yeah. And so they took this like Entertainment Weekly shot. And it's like Ryan Gosling in this jacket, and it's like totally, you know, iconic Blade Runner. And then there's Harrison Ford in like a t-shirt. <laughs> I feel like they just couldn't get Harrison Ford to wear a costume. It was just like I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing that. Yeah, I'm not putting that on. <laughs> I'm good in this. Okay, so Ryan Gosling was a remake of Blade Runner, or is any? It's, is, it, yeah. I don't know if it's a remake. Is it a remake? Or no, is it's it a direct a, sequel, sequel because Harrison like Ford is also in it, playing uh, playing the same character, playing which Decker. kind of is confusing to me. But a, I guess yeah. we'll find out. Well. Uh, it, this is like the year of the announcement of Ridley Scott sequels. Like that we have an Alien oh, movie that's right. just released. Yeah, that's right. And remember that all that trailer. all that bullshit about Prometheus and like, no, it wasn't supposed to be. Oh. It had nothing to do with aliens. And then like, here's Fassbender all over this fucking trailer for <laughs> Alien. <laughs> no, they knew, we knew it was. They were just trying to spin it. I was they, in, they, when they I was, was in Korea. I saw a trailer Abrams. for Prometheus, and mm. I'm like, oh. That looks kind of cool. Yeah. It was just like in the subway station. So right. I usually wouldn't hear the audio, but I'd see, oh, that some sci-fi movie's coming out. Uh-huh. And as soon as I heard, because I'm not a big fan of the Alien series. As yeah. soon as I heard it was an Alien, pre- I'm like, 
Oh, never mind. I don't need to see that. <laughs> oh, really? Did that <laughs> killed my interest in it? Yeah. Well, which is too bad because it's still a good sci-fi movie uh, on its I own. Have, but is it? A lot of it. good it, things about it. But uh, is it uh, <clears throat> B plus? I'll give it a B plus. Right? <clears throat> no, not even. Looked, I just the snip like a trailer thing. They show you snippets. The lip, the snippets. It caught my interest. It's in, it's of course, intriguing. I also thought the same thing about Man of Steel too. I was also in Korea. I saw that. Oh, that looks cool. Also, oh, B plus. Superman. More like B minus. Like, oh, B minus. No. I'll give. I'll give Man of Steel a B minus too. Yeah. There are some things about that movie that I like a lot, and then there are some things that just don't. Don't work at all, and then they carried it into the freaking Batman versus Superman thing, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the downward spiral that we like to call the DC. I know, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I think Man of Steel uh, got better because of the following film, where it's like, yeah. oh wow, actually, Man of Steel's not too bad. Man of Steel is okay. Man of Steel, Kevin Costner, <laughs> who, who was not the Man of Steel at all. No, uh, <laughs> at one time I thought was. that was a good casting. I, I didn't actually see this movie. But you I didn't saw, see Man of Steel? I did not. Oh wow, it's Kevin Costner is very charming. It, it, and engaging I thought he was a good choice for the, mm-hmm. what fact, Pa Kent yeah the casting for both the Kents was really good like they did a fantastic who was the mother? when the movie's at its best when we're exploring Clark Kent's childhood mm. with the Kents mm-hmm. that's when it's fantastic that was the strongest thing about the original the oh, Christopher yeah. Reeve movie yeah yeah. Um, so it actually it's actually more boring when they get to this when he gets to the city I think <laughs> oh with Margot Kidder agreed that's right rest in peace well you have to go into the age the, of 60 Margot Kidder <laughs> Love her in the blue. Oh, Brothers. someone was confusing <laughs> Margot Kidder with um, Karen Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely have that whole uh, Billy D. Williams, Carl Weathers thing going on. <laughs> oh my do people, Nick Nolte and Gary I have Busey. never confused those two. Yeah, I was gonna say, do people do that? Do and Nick Nolte and Gary Busey. Yeah, people mistake. I have confused them. Uh, okay, probably no, because it's the voice. Uh, it's the voice. Billy D. Williams this is, is Lena Carissian. I've never confused anybody else for him. I'm just. Well, sometimes, you he's, know. He's a one of a kind. It uh, might be that I've never James seen anything Jones. with Carl Weathers in it, actually. <laughs> D- uh, dude, what did we watch on the podcast that was Carl uh, Rocky. Weathers? Rocky. Yes. Apollo, oh, of course. Creed. Of course. He was also okay, in Predator. Okay. I Thank you. take that back. He was in uh, Happy Gilmore. He was in he Predator? Was Chubbs mm-hmm. in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he was in the first Predator? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. I was he long. Was, I saw he that was one of ago. the black guys. Carrying a token. You son of a bitch. Hence, he was a token black guy. Yeah. He was, he was. Um, speaking of token black guys. Yes. Uh, Batman, <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, uh, this is the uh, the editing band on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Mm. No matter what the case. Every week, our mission is to watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. With you, our lovely editing bay listeners who could follow along in the conversation on our Facebook page in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. That'll bring you to our page. That's where you can talk back to us. And sometimes we're lucky enough to engage with a special guest. This time, it's like my edition of Between Two Ferns, but it's Between Two Burnsons. <laughs> hey, I like that. Uh, the name of the episode. And so we've got Lauren Burnson. Yes. Welcome, Hi. sir. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, Lauren brought me a, a really cool gift. Dude. Before we got started, uh, you know, we talked <laughs> about this numerous times on past episodes, how I had that Killing Joke adaptation. Lauren's a character artist, and uh, he put together this picture of my three leads, Matthew is the Joker, yeah. Howie is Batman, and Shannon is Batgirl. And this thing is so badass. Thank you so much. It's, Thank you. It's very difficult to like make a likeness of somebody wearing costume, and yeah. like you can, they these don't just that like obviously that's not Heath Ledger's Joker. That's your Joker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really. There's no work. mistaking. No, we'll it's... put it on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah, we will. check it out. Cool. It's gorgeous, man. Thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and so you know, I guess I guess that's our way of kind of marking this momentous occasion where we're going to talk about. 
Are we, so we we've specifically watched Batman Forever. Batman Forever is our, our is technically our movie of choice this week. Uh-huh. However, uh, it was Lauren who who proposed that because uh, he's 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 a uh, an, an avid listener and heard us banter about the, the the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, you you may like the first one a little better than I do. I I like the first one a lot. Here's the thing. All three of them are horrible Batman movies. Okay, yeah, true. Like, like I just agree. in the spiritual, <laughs> the the spirit of Batman is lost on all three of them, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like the first one the most. I think, I think as a lot far of people as movies do. go because of Jack Nicholson, right? Mostly because of Nicholson mm-hmm. and because that's... of the atmosphere that's created, uh, and because it's it doesn't try to do too much. It it just it yeah. is what it is. It's that's a, the prevailing it's a opinion. Story. I think that's the most popular one. Yeah, of those three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but but unfortunately, Tim Burton didn't really have his hand in Batman Forever. That well, was Schumacher's first outing. You say that, but like he's listed as producer. Uh-huh. He like was full on going to be making a third film, but they were going to call it Batman Continues, and he he was going to have some of the same characters. Although I don't think Harvey Dent was going to be in it. Well, there was original no. plans to have like a Robin character in the first movie. He that yeah, that's played right. Ever Marlon since the first Williams. one, he was always going to be played by Marlon Wayans. There you go. Speaking of token black, that, that, although I say that there was going to be. Billy D. Williams, Billy who was going to reprise his role, he would have been Two Face. In fact, he gets money every time someone else plays Two Face in the movie. Does he really? Yeah. That's a hell of a Marlon contract. No wonder gets residuals. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about really that. just because for... he was cast, and then they hired him, and then they said, uh, "Yeah, we're not going to use you." But what's worse? I don't know whether I would. Um, like, I feel like they got out pretty good, right? They didn't have to do anything. Yeah. On the one hand, still getting paid for it, they don't get to be associated with the Batman franchise. On the other hand, they don't have to have been in one of these shitty Joel Schumacher yes. Batman films. <laughs> this is true. Now, when like the Dark Knight came along, and if I was Billy D. Williams, I'd have been like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, mm-hmm. right. They replaced me I, with a younger, th- with a white man, with a whiter. They've whitewashed Batman. <laughs> oh. uh, I could have worn that makeup. <laughs> Man, that would have been pretty sweet to be able to play Billy. <laughs> to play Billy Dewey. It would have been pretty sweet to play Two Face in that good movie. <laughs> yeah, at least I got to be in the Lego Movie, baby. They would have <laughs> revealed my 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 face. I would have said hello. What happened? Here? <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> uh, nicely done. But alas, we will not Thank have you, that Batman. Get us back on track. We don't have that Batman. Uh, but but Tim Burton was still heavily involved. Uh, even though I think they just threw him a bone. Yeah, I kind of think so too. <laughs> he's, he's signed to a three picture well, deal. Because and he just around his name. that time, he was trying to helm the next Superman movie. That's right. Like based Nicholas on Cage. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, they God, were trying to do the that. Nicolas Cage Superman flick, which thank God that didn't come to pass. That was after Batman Forever too, I think. Yeah. Though. Yes. Yes. He was. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool story, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I got nowhere to go from that. But yeah, so Tim Burton was going to be involved. Batman continues. Uh, I think they were even going to bring Catwoman back. Yeah. Um, and apparently, so the, the whole Max Shrek character of... Uh, A great reference to... To to the, to the cabinet of Dr. Caligari and... Yeah. Oh, I, don't, know, like I don't get this. All the, the old Ed Wood movies and stuff. Yeah. Well, now, of course, if you say... You, you're describing that movie, you say the term... You say Shrek. And Shrek does this. Shrek, and you think of something. Yeah, you think of Mike Yeah. <laughs> That's great. With his weed donkey. <laughs> yeah, but Max Shrek, that Christopher Walken character, was uh, Tim Burton's kind of nod to the directors that influenced him. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. Really, I had to really look cool. up who, who at that, that time, I had to, who Max Shrek was, yeah. uh, who Nosferatu but, was. But that whole character was supposed to be Harvey Dent, and how he gets electrocuted by the oh. Catwoman at the end, that was supposed to be him, and that's how he was supposed to get that scarred and transformed into Two-Face. Oh, uh-huh. um, so I didn't I guess know that. When, I don't know when the... When the <laughs> Tim Burton wanted to make another Batman film. Um, but the studio didn't want him. To. They didn't want him involved. So they kicked him upstairs. That's why I think the producer thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Failed upwards. I like that. As, yeah. as it tends to go. 
Um, but you like the Batman Returns movie, right? No? no, no Is it just Lorne? Lorne's the one who... Uh, he's the guilty party. I just watched it again today. <laughs> oh, yes. And Do you still stand by your words? I don't like it. Oh, yeah. no! But You did a 180. Well, but I don't think it's horrible either. Okay. I, I, I think... Of these three movies, it's the best one, but that doesn't say too much for it. But how can you say that and yet not say it's a good movie? Because, do, or are <laughs> you also saying I think you that's don't like? Easy. The first... You could say that something is the best. Like that's the <laughs> best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Yeah, yeah. all three Episode films three, are shitty. Best of the Star Wars prequels. Oh, but it's there not you go. Movie. We yeah. we both went the same direction. Exactly. Well, but um, I just watched it today, and I was. Within the first five minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued because I hadn't seen this in probably ten years. Yeah, same and here. I used to love Batman Returns. Yeah, I used to defend it to everybody because it was—it's obviously the least popular of those. <laughs> right, but do you remember like, seeing it's total it? quality when the penguins have their little funeral and they pick him up and they drop pick him up? up. Yeah. Do, Lord, do you remember seeing? We saw that. Yeah, as a family, we saw. Uh, yeah, Christmas and I was thinking out. about that too, and I was the only one who liked it, and we came out and. Everybody's quiet. I think Dad's I liked like, it. it was different. Yeah, yeah. It was it was too far out there for my parents. It was and just so liked, unpopular. You know what it was? It was because my mom loved the Jack Nicholson character yeah, from the first did. one. Most people did. And it's it's a tough act to follow. And then you're following it up with fucking Danny DeVito who, and these who, side who characters. in his own right is a fantastic actor. And he mm-hmm. puts oh, in yeah. a good performance for what he has. But I think there's just something so off-putting about this Penguin character. That's mm. never how he was portrayed in the comics. Well, right? it's not just it's that. It's a departure, but, but at the same time, it's just... Was he ever running for Mary in there's the something, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? There, but there's something about Nicholson here. You guys have a beer. Oh, yes. Well, um, I, I, I don't have anything to open. Oh, your keys. That way, you know, Pardon me while I do oh, you can you. put something in your mouth while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the thing about Nicholson's Joker in the first Batman movie is that there was something very charismatic about him. Even though he was chaos and he was evil, he was there was something likable about him. Yeah. Whereas DeVito's Penguin was still kind of... He was disgusting the entire time. He was just nasty eating raw fish. There really See, wasn't was anything solemn. redeeming about his character. I noticed like the first... Almost the first half of the movie, I was intrigued. I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is, the lines are good. And it's an interesting premise. And then I can't, I, don't, I can't pinpoint it, but about halfway through, it just kind of... I, it stopped being interesting for me. Mm-hmm. So and I never felt that before in my previous watches because I I've actually watched all three of these movies a lot. Yeah, if we're talking me too. about the first three. Batman I feel movies. like Batman Returns would have been a stronger movie if it didn't have anything to do with like if Batman was a side character and it was all Catwoman's story. It kind of, it almost kind of is. You start off and it is about Catwoman. Yeah. It's, she's she's victimized. She's thrown out a window. It's her origin story. Yeah, and then suddenly, like after kind of being the primary focus, she takes a back seat. The and Penguin the is penguin, definitely right? the main villain yeah. in that movie. And yeah. focus, but I think that has to do with Tim Burton's focus as well. He uh-huh. was fixated on, oh, he's the he's the misunderstood monster, and he's like oh, Frankenstein. Every Tim, Burton I was going to say that's that's so, not a theme that he's ever visited before. No. <laughs> Interesting that he's trying to, and that's mainly the folly of because he had so much creative control because ba- Batman eighty nine made so much money that right. gave him do whatever launch to do whatever, uh-huh. and um, so that's totally his movie. It's his mall rats, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, uber successful movie of all right. That's, um, yeah. but it's which it's it's always kind of a bad audience. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they're Fat doing Batman and uh, Blunt, Blunt Man and Chronic. Chronic. That's right. Mm. Uh, mm. So, what I did like about Batman Returns, though, is mm. some of the relationship stuff between Batman and Catwoman. Like yeah, how they built that. It's but so fun. They come in, and usually I complain about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where Batman Returns starts, and it's just the middle of the action. Like, Batman just shows up and starts beating the shit out of clowns. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why (laughs) is he doing that? The kid Joe, who saw this movie in the theater, was like, 
why is he beating up these people? Like, what the hell's <laughs> going on? What are the clowns doing wrong? Well, they've got, actually, they've got machine guns and they've got. But it's, um, and that's what, this is the beginning of the movie. And that's what I was thinking, you know, oh, yeah, I actually still kind of think this is cool. This is very imaginative, but it's also very Tim Burton. Yeah. And Tim Burton, I haven't seen a lot of his recent movies, but I used to just really dig him. And, uh-huh. and uh, um, this was kind of when he was maybe at his prime, you know. Mm, True. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I feel like, what's your favorite Tim Burton film? Uh, well, you and I have talked about Big Fish a lot. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, Big yeah. Fish. It's in a good uh, father son. So you know that one, Lauren? Yeah, U- yeah, that's U- a good McGregor. one. Yeah, um, very touching. But Billy, I, Billy Crudup. I rewatched uh, Edward Scissorhands again, and I, that one still I think holds up. If we're talking about old Burton movies that don't, this one does. I haven't seen it in a while, but the, I, if I had to pick one, that's probably the one I'd. Go Edward for. Scissorhands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like Big Fish a lot. Big Fish is great. I think that's a really good movie, and I feel like that's it's really strong. Uh, I feel like that's a. It's kind of outside of his wheelhouse while still being in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a dark movie. Um, it's very imaginative, though a very powerful story. Uh, if I couldn't pick Big Fish, I'd go with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, okay, I was People thinking like about Pee-wee. that just this afternoon. But that as is well. so not a Tim Burton movie, and it's a Paul Rubens movie. I mean, he's, he's it's, it's a got Tim his stamp. But if you watch it, it though, it's but I watched I, that uh, a couple summers ago. They were showing it at the Inwood Theater. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's. Funny as hell. It's damn funny. It's paced really well, right. and I think though that you could make an argument that Pee Wee's Big Adventure is almost an anthology film in, in mm. itself. Like it's just kind of like it's that road movie, and it's just a bunch of small stories right. kind of strung together to make this bigger overall story. Uh, but it's, it's really strong. One of the ones that I like the most. You know, yeah. you come back to it, and I'm like, oh my god, I still really enjoy this movie. Mm. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, I know that's not technically I technically him, he didn't direct it, but yeah. it's all it's kind of brainchild. from his, you know. I like, right. I like Nightmare Before Christmas. I like I, I think, like the movie. I don't like what it's become. Oh, I know. <laughs> the it's goth a, thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every everybody who shopped at the Hot Topic circa exactly. 1999 uh-huh. is like, oh man, I'm so we're so Jack and yeah, Sally. Yeah, exactly. Nobody understands us. Okay, <laughs> Blink 182. Settle down. <laughs> when I was, you when, didn't discover this. The film. year that movie came out, I was uh, I had gone away to college and I had a Jack Skellington T-shirt. Mm. Yeah. I was walking on campus and a girl. Walked up to me and said, "How much for that shirt?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't have another shirt to replace." But she was willing to buy that right there. You should have been like, "How much for yours?" Yeah, we'll yeah. Swap. <laughs> I don't know who's getting the raw end of that deal. <laughs> no, right? That'd be bad. Lawrence but right, right up, straight out of the gate, that movie was popular with uh, huge not not necessarily goths, but you know, people of that age, twenty something, teens. It, yeah, well, it, well, it found that audience. I right was right away. there. I was what? people who grew up with no problems at all that were like that was exactly me. I yeah, got pain. So <laughs> and then it's fun to see the kids who uh, there were babies when that movie came out. Yeah. They kind of embraced it. Or the kids own. that were made because of that. <laughs> because of, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to name you Jack. Oh my God. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> uh, all right. So we talk about all this darkness, and that's mm. something that Batman Forever, while it still has a bit of a dark tone to it, it's the first time we saw any, like, Colors, colors yes. in the Batman series up Bright to this point. Colors. He's doing some weird like disco, like it's almost like a disco ball hanging. There's so shots, many oh, lights, yeah. weird shots where he's just like, got like a rotating gobo, uh-huh. and it's just got like shapes going across <laughs> like, Chase Meridian, like the end of Masters of and, the Universe. Chase Meridian. Yeah, I love that yeah. bank. That's my favorite. <laughs> Here's the card. Chase. No, no, seriously, he's like choreographing Cirque du Soleil dances and stuff for these fight sequences. It is very colorful, and for me. I found it really refreshing. I was kind of tired of the dour, monochromatic, 
I think, Tim Burton Batman. I think at the time when it was released, I think everybody found it refreshing. It was popular. It, was like, it, wow, it grossed you know? more than the second one did. And, yeah. and it's weird that we consider, like, even on this episode, we're talking about, you know, and we talked about the, fir- the first three, the first Batman. Nobody ever clumps Batman and Robin into this, yet, same director. Is it really because George Clooney? People no. don't consider no. it part of the trilogy? No, no, well, no, what no, is no. it that separates that <laughs> from just, these three? Batman and Robin, while, while I think that Batman Forever is a rough movie, and obviously we'll get into it, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it like, is. It is absolute trash. And a lot of people I was just listening to, sorry. I, I Are you about to plug another podcast? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Cut I'm this part out, there Cut was this part another out podcast that I was listening to to help prepare for this one I was trying to get in <laughs> nice frame save. of mind nice and, and um, they were ta- they actually had cereal? an episode where you were they listening won- to cereal that's right the NPR <laughs> yes NPR <laughs> no nothing so intelligent but it was uh, this American life actually <laughs> hi I'm Ira Glass. but they had a they had an episode where they lumped I, what, I think what a lot of people think of and what a lot of people tend to do in their mind, they lumped Batman and Robin and Batman Forever into the... They just it's did just one episode on one both of them. amalgamous movie. And I, if I, if there's anything I could defend about Batman Forever, it's that it is not Batman and Robin. No. No, that is true. Uh, at its heart, Batman and Robin, or Batman Forever, has a fairly cohesive story going on, whereas it's Batman silly. and Robin doesn't. Batman and Robin has nothing It was like, has make nothing it happening. Go. Like, the drama <laughs> in, the, in the trailer is like, Alfred's dying, guys. Alfred's sick. And so and that's it. <laughs> all they did, they introduced a whole bunch of stakes. Mm-hmm. They introduced a whole bunch of consequences that nobody eventually pays for. Like all these True. things they, they introduce. Like, you know, Poison Ivy, she's just a misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze, because Schwarzenegger, and this is the problem too with Batman oh, and Robin, God. you had so many egos at play with that movie yeah. that Schwarzenegger had like creative control over he what was going on billing. with his character. I, I don't want to be a villain. I want the, you know, I, I, I want to be misunderstood. And so at the end of the movie, he's done all this horrible stuff and they still like paint him up to be a sympathetic character. Well, they tried to go on the success of the animated series, which had reinvented oh, yeah. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. That's yeah. a sympathetic character. And, of course, the way Schwarzenegger portrays him, it does it's not horrible. work. It's does horrible. Does anybody believe he's a, a scientist, right, who <laughs> invented this stuff? No. Not since Christmas <laughs> Jones from the uh, scientist who makes Blonde. horrible that puns is, the entire movie. That is my favorite bit, though, where they flash back to him in, like, a laboratory with, like, video. <laughs> right. And he's got, like, hair, and he's like, ooh, I'm a scientist. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. no, man. That's... I saw that movie exactly once. I saw it for free when we were working at Six Flags. Yeah, they did a free screening awesome. of it, uh, and I feel like I wanted my money back even <laughs> after that fact. It was—I have no desire to revisit it. Whereas for some reason, Batman Forever still stands out in my mind as um, Ran- uh, random question. Mm-hmm. When's the first time you guys saw a movie that like you were really excited to see, and then like mm-hmm. when you walked out, you had that like pit in your stomach that like. Oh wow, that wasn't a this good wasn't, movie. Yeah, that's. Mm. I'm so disappointed. That wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I mean, Attack of the Clones is one of the yeah? easiest ones because everybody knew That's the first. The first, one. though, yes, because Phantom Menace. I was just we were all on a high. We were like, oh, new Star Wars movies. It took me a couple of viewings to kind of process what. that there were were no redeemable values, <laughs> mostly except for Liam Neeson. I still like Qui Gon Jinn. Um, he wasn't even in Attack of the Clones. And this is what His I'm voice. saying. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> my bad. I missed that. And so when the reviews were coming out, I remember fucking Harry Knowles on his website yes. was like, guys, I saw an advanced screening of Attack of the Clones. Don't worry. George Lucas has redeemed himself. There's still hope in the trilogy. We had a speed bump, but we're back on track. And so that I, I went in having, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on <laughs> shame me. Shame on shame on you. Can't fool me again. Fool me again. Can't fool me again. Um, and and because it had to have a, a love story, a believable love story in it, and just failed on 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 all counts. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Okay. What about you? I would probably say Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, just that's because uh, I was, uh, call me stupid, but I was. I had so liked, stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> I had liked Batman Forever a lot at the yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Uh, kind of inexplicably. I, no, I'm not sure exactly why, but well, it was, we'll it was popular it. and I was I was high on it. And almost immediately they announced, hey, we're going to do another one. So I was following the making of it. And I was mm-hmm. following the casting. Right. And, and I was excited for Uma it. Uma Thurman? For whatever Ivy? reason, I was yeah. excited yeah, for it. And I saw it. And I'm like, okay, that sucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and knew immediately that sucked. Which, and just the way that they, they ignored a lot of like the simple stuff when it came to like the Batman culture mm. and the Batman lore. <laughs> Barbara Gordon being <laughs> Alfred's niece like how to or yeah. granddaughter or whatever yeah like why why do that like you yeah. have commissioner gordon's good. already in the movie it's exactly. not like you'd have to introduce a new character yeah. the same guy played him in like all four of them he's the only the, dude him and, uh, and alfred are the only ones that were in all of the movies so and they, they and that's the weird thing about those first four movies is that they f- somehow they all fit yeah. They feel that the, the even though they're different directors, different designers, and whatnot, and different stars, and different yeah. stars for three the most different part. Batman for four Batman, exactly, films. which is strange. But somebody, somebody felt the need to connect them. No, they have to all be connected. So yeah. there's like one or two lines or one or two things in each movie that connect it to the previous one, right? Um, for me, the first time I, I saw a movie that really disappointed me was yes, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Ooh, yeah, where I, even while watching it, I was trying to like convince myself, yeah. like, "Ooh, this is exciting! This is fun! Yeah. This is..." Man, I walked out of that. I was so crushed. Well, I was dude, like, that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. We did earlier this year in, in the summer. We did The Wizard, starring uh, Fred Savage, the <laughs> Nintendo game. There's one that I went in with high expectations. You saw that yeah. in the theater. All you had to, oh yeah, all okay. you had to do was like show some fucking video games of people playing them and kids, and it would have been great. Instead, and they we got failed. Rain Kid. They failed. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> the boy yeah. Uh, all right, so Batman Forever. Yes. Uh, when did this movie come out? 1993? 1995. Five? Uh, two hour and one minutes. Oh, that's right. It was 1995. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, it because of the time of my life. Uh, the time of my life. It was a fun time. It was my second year working at Six Flags. I was still in college, but I was almost done with college. And uh, it's I remember because because we were working at Six Flags and they were promoting it a lot. Uh-huh. They were pushing it, pushing it. So a big group, everybody we were working with at the time, just uh, after work went to a late showing of it one uh-huh. summer night, and it was, it was a fun time was had by all. Exactly. Saw in a movie. So 1995, I was working at the Cinemark Theater. I never get to do it. You always get to do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell me. No, I was working at the Cinemark Theater in McKinney, and it was showing there. And it was kind of a it was kind of a big deal, man. We got a new Batman. Were you looking forward to a new Batman I after was, Batman Returns? I was totally looking forward to it. And I'll tell you, after seeing it, I was like, man, that was fantastic. That one, that was a kick-ass movie. I, I really liked that. It wasn't until a few years later when I came back to it and was like, oh, that's that's rough. And Val Kilmer is so bad. And Oh, really? Yeah. Here's See, the weird thing. I had, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I actually, of the three Batman from that era, uh, I actually think Val Kilmer did a pretty good job. And Bob Kane, creator of Batman, was on the record as saying he was his favorite over Michael Keaton. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. but then again, George Lucas also <laughs> had a lot of choice Touché. things to say about Star Wars. And like, I, I back this one. Yeah. 
Um, well, but Bob Kane also didn't like the nipples on the bat suit. He no, I don't think anybody liked the nipples on the bat suit, and it didn't make any sense. It was a weird why? kind of homoerotic. But he was really upset about it. He because, was like, because was it because Schumacher? Because Schumacher. Schumacher seems, we said that we remember we did the Lost Boys and just kind of talk about the. Home. <laughs> he just loves nipples. Michael. Remember Michael. <laughs> just ever whispering Michael's name throughout that Michael. film. Michael. My, and then, like, they're, they're checking out the chest. sexy saxophone player. <laughs> yeah, so there's always a uh, little hints in there. But um, I, I, so I, I didn't mind the nipples, but I did appreciate, um, like, the uh, again, the, the art the direction, vibe. the life that, uh, that this film had. It there was felt a, like... There was a lot of color uh, lot to of this color. movie. And it was, it was very vibrant. And you could tell... And we, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast that Joel Schumacher, when tasked to make a Batman movie... Uh, you know, Tim Burton went his way, and Joel Schumacher seemed to try to channel the '60s Batman TV show. Yeah. Dude, there is a lot of that. There's the the there's weird, Dutch angles, the Dutch angles, <laughs> all over the movie, and yeah. and also how all of the villains are directed like they're the Joker. Yeah, like if you remember the, the old Batman, Batman series, everybody was just oh, wow, fucking Tommy Lee Jones yeah. just mugging. Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey are constantly trying to out Joker. Yeah, one correct. In this I know. Movie. It's like, no, you're different characters. Yeah. I mean, it, I, which Tommy Lee Jones never does in a movie. You know, he's no, he's it was not so weird to known see for overacting and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he's I doing it to, to keep up to compete with Jim Carrey. And in the, I feel like in that situation, you don't win trying to compete with Jim Carrey. No. You just do your own thing. Be be you know. Take it a different direction. I don't think that was his call, though. Unfortunately, I think you don't think the... you think Joel Schumacher was like not just be big, no. be, be Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you don't think so. Also, you I think was Tommy listening. Lee wanted to do that. One of the uh, <laughs> I used to have the DVDs of both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin only mainly because uh, of the audio commentaries. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. And the yeah. special features. I wanted to see, especially Batman and Robin. I want to see. Explain yourself, guys. <laughs> what the hell were you all thinking? Hey, Lucy. But it's so there's some fascinating stuff there. But um, wow, what a timely reference! Fuck <laughs> yeah. you, you got it, old man. <laughs> I missed it. All of our editing bay listeners, hey, Lucy. a big Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz fan. You, you had a lot of explaining to do. Oh, okay, okay, explain, explain. Cut that part out, Jeff. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there's some good stuff about uh, at the time he was. Uh, oh, one of the one of the actors from Batman and Robin had said, "Now before every take." Uh, Joel Schumacher would say, "Okay, now remember, everybody, it's a cartoon. Okay, go." Oh, so wow. he thought that was just kind of weird. I just made me it gave me a weird task when I was tasked with acting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Remember, it's a cartoon. So, and that explains a lot, actually. It was, but yeah. was, even with Batman Forever, which has has life to it, but um, a little too over the top in many cases. Yeah, yeah. it's. I think what we got to see in Batman Forever as well is kind of one of the problems we had with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. we kind of kept Particularly getting. The third one. Yeah, man, I'm one of those people. Like I'm a bit of an apologist. I, I want to do that for on the, the podcast Sam, for for when he becomes Dark Peter Parker. I love that scene. I kind of like it a lot. I like that. That doesn't scene. bother me at all. Um, um, it, there's just too much stuff going on. But I it. also I remember when I saw that. I only seen that. I've only seen that movie once. But I remember yeah. when I saw it. Um, Somebody asked me, what did you think of Spider-Man 3? I said, it was the Batman Forever of the Spider-Man that, franchise. Uh, it, it <laughs> because, mainly because it had the one villains. scene where, hey, I don't like Spider-Man, and you don't like Spider-Man. Oh, my God. The dialogue is almost exactly like that. that. Followed by Good call. the very end of the movie where Spider-Man has a moment where he cries with everybody. Like, he just swings in yes. and cries with this person. Then yeah. he swings in and he cries with this person. And I was like, all right. And it's such a disappointment <laughs> coming off of Spider-Man 2 which I feel is one of the best superhero movies. I really like that one. I really enjoy Spider-Man yeah. too. It's I hard think to it's find got, a fault with that. It's got a great arc to it. 
and and so when you come off of that and go into Spider-Man 3, which well, didn't need to be made. Like, this is a story that just didn't yeah. have to be told. Well, it was made because the, they were successful. Let's yeah. make more money. Let's make more movies. And because the fans wanted Venom. And they're yeah. like, okay, let's yeah. give you a Venom story. I don't think gonna... Sandman was maybe that popular. No, they, no. He was thrown in there just like more. And they were using, again, they were using the Batman Forever formula. Yeah. Let's throw I mean, more characters in there. You're going to get a lot there. more CG effects with Sandman yeah. than you are with Venom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who, nothing says Venom from... in action like Topher Grace. Topher Grace. <laughs> The guy from Wings to play Sandman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do- no, what was it? Not Dom. At least he's Church. coming up. He was coming off yeah. of an Oscar-winning performance from Sideways. From Sideways. Oh, that's, that's true. Right. Whereas Topher Grace. Oh God, that was after Sideways, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It sure was. As and uh, As. <laughs> your fucking abbreviations, man. Uh, at least you know with Topher Grace, I get what they were doing because he was supposed to be kind of the same build as Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And so I understand it, but it was still, man, that was some rough casting. Getting back to Batman Forever. Here we go. The title of the, the movie, Batman Forever. <laughs> Makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. And you know what's weird? A little bit of trivia. They were That's what the fourth film was supposed to be called. And they were going to do like clever wordplay and have forever be the number four Batman uh, Forever. Oh, okay. That's right? what they would do now. <laughs> I didn't now. even think about that. <laughs> but for like some reason. Fast, fast 8. Fast, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what's the new one? I just saw fast the title eight, of fate. the new one. Yeah, Fate. fate exactly. F and then 8. Oh my fate. God, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're getting ever that's... shorter. <laughs> it's just going to be the movies a, are getting longer. The titles are getting shorter. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Pie. <laughs> I love pie. Not that kind Amber of sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm waiting for yeah, them. It's just to... an amber sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for them to tie in like the triple X movies with the Fast and Furious. Oh, and like he has to he, he has, has to play against it's himself. Like, it's like the Parent Trap with Vin Diesel. <laughs> he's just kind of, he has like an action sequence where well, he fights himself. Triple X can be a Roman numeral. So. Yes, again, yes. Yeah. So Once Ooh, they get to that point, thirty, part twenty-five, or whatever. That is. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. No, I know I'm right. Uh, in five years, they'll have made thirty of those. Movies. So, so that's interesting. I didn't know that about Batman Forever. Yeah, because they were still going off of the Tim Burton Batman Continues, which. I, That's not, what was so, the working title. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Batman Jesus, continues. I didn't know that. I don't, so why do you do that? If, if you were going to go off the wordplay, don't know. You could have just called it Batman Three, <laughs> because Batman, Batman Returns made sense. But it's like, okay, so we got, so we got. It's got to be better than Batman Returns. What do we call it? Batman continues. Batman <laughs> yeah. continues to, to return. return. <laughs> it's kind of like the weird, don't like, stop returning. The weird Batman's Planet of the Apes, returns. where it's like Rise of the Fall of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you two of those in your film title, but no more. Uh, dude, the trailer for that new one looks pretty good. It does, but I'm Return like, how many the of, these of these do you think they're... This is it. A, this is it. This is the third one. This, this is it. This it is looked apocalyptic. It was this like, is, this is how we're going to bridge the, the thing. Yeah. Because well, they're, they're supposed to be prequels, correct? Yeah, exactly. Well, they're supposed to be like kind of sideways sequels. Like all this stuff, like in the, if you right. watch the first that first remake of Planet of the Apes... Or not not the Tim Burton one. Oof, talk about that. Let's forget about that. But the most recent you know, reboot... They had like it starts with the news footage of the the rocket taking off. Oh, that's right. That so has Charlton Heston. Yeah, this is oh, all the stuff okay. that's taking Same place universe. Wow, while he's, he's in gone. space, and then comes back, and it's supposed to you know this movie's it's supposed to end where you, <laughs> damn you, it's a man, it's a madhouse, a madhouse. <laughs> that's my Charlton uh, Heston. It's pretty good. <laughs> I pitched nominee Charlton for best impersonation of the year. <laughs> I think Batman Forever suffers from a little too much like ridiculous story building with, mm-hmm. that we didn't have to do like with Batman seeing a psychiatrist and like 
the sexiest, most slutty psychiatrist <laughs> I, in Gotham. Very unprofessional. I appreciate what they were trying to do. Um, which is what? Which, yeah, which, which is which is what? So you've got two things you got to do. You got to give Batman somebody who he can talk to about this. We're tired of seeing him with fucking Alfred. Robin hasn't quite been introduced yet. Who's he gonna talk? We don't want Kim Basinger anymore. She's gone. Uh, we haven't seen. Celine. What happened to Vicky Vale? I guess. Who cares? Uh, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking move on from Kim Basinger. Not a fan of her in the first. She film. definitely wasn't the strongest. Love she was the. Uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer seen her, was great. Loved to have seen her come back. I don't know. I guess maybe contractually she didn't. A lot of people didn't come back because Tim Burton wasn't coming back. And that's right. Why, uh, Including um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton uh, decided, nope, thanks. Vicky, uh, Vicky Vale was the Willie Scott of Batman. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Scream, 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 scream. Not scream, a lot scream. going on there. Weak dialogue, <laughs> scream, scream. So, it what was... about Robert Wall? <laughs> oh, that's right. I loved him for he the lived. first one. They yes. could have brought him back yeah, for a sequel. That's right. Uh, but I appreciate that they were trying to give him another love interest that wasn't just some damsel in distress and wasn't another superhero herself, uh-huh. but but had her own kind of like dark demons and psychological. They tried to, she had she had but, duality, but it came across really bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how shoe, else to put it. Like, it was shoehorned in there because okay, you've got everybody's got a dual identity. Mm-hmm. So that's I remember interviews from the time I used to have Entertainment Weekly, so I'd read I remember every. Them. Making of and yeah. fo- was following all the movies coming out, but they were, yeah, Joel Luke Schumacher said, "Oh, this movie's about duality, so everybody's got different, you know." Well, so, and that's right because she has like the masks and stuff in her right. office, yeah. And they have, but that she's whole a she's a psychologist. It. He's going to diagnose what's, and by the end of this movie, they've they've fixed Bruce Wayne. He's he's cured now. He's yeah. okay with being both Batman and Bruce Wayne, right? Which wasn't Didn't, a problem in the previous films. Like that's not something no. that we kept playing off of. Yeah. Like, I've got a problem with this. I don't know if I could do this thing. I have a problem with showing his parents fucking get gunned down again. And I know we all complain about that. You mean every Batman movie? Batman versus Superman. But I've. Did that. Every Batman. I think. I don't think there's. A Batman, Batman Returns? Movie. Batman no. Begins. They. Batman they begins, read. Well, they, they, no, I know Batman Begins. Batman I'm, Returns. They, they play on it. When do they. They show it again they, in Batman they, Returns? They, 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 I think they discuss it. It at least comes up in conversation. Okay, but we don't see the slow mo, the pearls, and I the don't rose. Think no, that. because it was from the same director. He'd already shot that. Okay. Thank you. Because Ooh, this had know, to come up. We talk about a Batman movie, mm-hmm. and this is your soundtrack. I know. Like, We've got and Seal it, and U2. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, and we, this might we, be a hot we, sports we, opinion. We. Maybe it isn't. I love the music in this the movie. The songs? I wait. Don't, I don't think they fit this yeah, movie. They no. shouldn't be in this movie. Nor did the music from Prince fit the first no, movie. <laughs> no, it didn't. But uh, however, that's a good point. however, the music from Prince, it's not like they played like straight up Bat Dance during a sequence. That is true. Yeah, yeah. And the Party Guy or Party Man sequence two in other, Batman. Two of those songs were played fit. during the movie. It it fit the um, uh, the bit where Joker comes into the the museum and it's party man yeah and he's destroying and all during the, the parade they play another song. that works and the parade oh yeah trust during the parade oh, it's more of a yeah. background song yeah yeah you're not and then to, oh that's right during that's the right. during the museum it's actually featured that's the only sound effect that's a good point. but like they they did this whole thing where like bat dance and so I'm sitting there listening going is this going to be the soundtrack to the movie and luckily it wasn't you know you had that Danny <laughs> Elfman soundtrack that. which was real strong no you didn't not in part three. No, no, no. I'm talking about the first one. We're Got still you. talking Sorry, about the buddy. first movie. Sorry. <laughs> thought you were jumping on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Danny Elfman soundtrack, which was good. Mm. And then, like, suddenly you get into the Batman Forever, mm-hmm. and you've got, like, fucking you 2 with Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yeah. You're like, wow, what is this? And and it works for credit music. Like, that's okay. Mm, it's fine. Doesn't give it away. Kiss from the Rose. Like, also played during the also end credits, Also played right? during the credits. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to sell some but soundtracks. But it was, it was really weird to, like, package these songs along with this movie. Like, this is the soundtrack to Batman Forever. And like the, the kiss from a rose, like I I listen to the lyrics of that song. It's a very tenuous like connection. It has nothing to do with what's going on in this film at all. I, just, I mean, even at least hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. 
kind of has a little obscure, yeah, has yeah. some sort of there's a semblance of, of like but, okay I but see it's really just work. comes down to, that was Warner Brothers they were marketing the damn they were like what artists do we have what exactly. songs do and we that's exactly get what yeah. they did that's why we had uh, Aerosmith and Armageddon and um, <laughs> don't want to make right what was we need the a cool theme song City we need something Angels. we can oh sing God. Johnny Resnick yeah but that um, song even fits that movie though that's true yeah, but it's. Uh, I think Batman Returns was because Tim Burton had c- complete control over it. Was the only one to only feature one soundtrack. Yeah. Um, actually, it did have one pop song on there, but it was what by was some there? goth oh. singer <laughs> <laughs> who was only popular with that crowd. <laughs> Imagining it's like Clannad. Yeah, something Do you remember, like that. Remember, like back in the '90s, like the movies were like basically judged on like their soundtrack, the quality of the oh, soundtrack, yeah. and like that. Was Forrest the, Gump was a hit before the film even came out that, because of that soundtrack. Okay, mm. and not just Forrest Gump had Paul some great Levin. popular music Paul. on it, but let's talk about scores. Like the '90s were prime for mm. some killer, killer scores for movies. You had Last of the Mohicans, which had a fucking killer soundtrack. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, even yeah, though that movie that. was kind of garbage. Randy Edelman. Wait, Wait that Randy soundtrack. Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Dude. The movie's not that bad. The movie, it, it's kind of, have, when was the last time you watched uh, it? When it came out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 90s was, were a resurgence of, of the traditional, you yeah. know, Star Wars style soundtracks. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the um, scores, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm sorry. I got really, I jumped in there when you mentioned Danny Elfman because I thought you were praising the score. No. And I'm that's not. one of the big problems I have with Batman Forever is that you're really missing those Danny Elfman scores. The, the Batman theme that we knew through the first ones yeah. um, is not in this one. And instead, it's replaced with some really weird musical choices it's very jazzy yeah screeching yeah horns but i i like the theme that that which is again it kind of harkens back to the 60s yeah batman show yes yes got a lot of the horns a lot of jazzy yeah uh it fits what's on screen i would say yes but there are just some flat out annoying moments yeah like (laughs) like holy rusted metal (laughs) i was like with the score specifically but yes that's a moment that was annoying as shit it was a, it was a little wink and a nod, but to who? It, like not to a fifteen year old Joel who was no, watching this film. No, like, it was I to never, the fifty year old grandparents that were watching that it. They were their, forced to drag like, their kids. Oh, okay. Oh, that reminds me of that show when, <laughs> when Burt Ward would say, "Holy this and that." Oh. In fact, I've got a book behind you, Lauren. It's the hmm. uh, the official Bat book, and it's got every holy that Robin. Oh, has. really? Yeah, it's it's got them all listed <laughs> out. That's fun. Um, so when you need to break out a pun, you can hold on. Bam! The- <laughs> <laughs> holy priceless collection of attrition snoods. <laughs> That's an actual that an actual line. line. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, I appreciate that show for what it is now. I appreciate in, it for what it is too. In my age, and unfortunately, like Batman sixty six is way stronger to me than these Joel Schumacher <laughs> yes, films yes. because well, of what they what they are and they're unapologetic. Yeah, they're right. not trying to market themselves they're as something more than kids. what it is. Right. Yeah. Batman Forever was trying to build on what had already been established by the Burton movies, but also bring in the aesthetic and the sensibility from the 60s. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it didn't always work. No. No. But it was trying to, I think... Again, with tr- just trying to market the damn thing and trying to trying to appeal to as many people as possible, they are mm-hmm. trying to bring in the older crowd and the younger crowd they yeah. can sell toys to. Yeah, you know, uh, we just touched to... we touched on the villains a little bit, and yeah. I think, I think we, we we kind of went past it a little too quickly. Uh, <laughs> yes. We talked about Tommy Lee Jones and the whole duality, <laughs> which you know it fits to have someone like Two Face as your villain in a movie where you've got your protagonist facing a crisis of duality. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's, does. That's great. I think that's cool. Was the Riddler too much? 
Yes. I've, Did he even belong in? Oh, this you mean movie? the character or Jim Carrey? I, I, <laughs> wow. I mean, Jim Carrey was doing his thing, and I mean, the, the they were they wanted to cast Robin Williams, Robin Williams, um, but they, and he wanted to do it. In he, fact, well, they he, told Robin yeah. Williams he had the role. Oh, that's right. No, no, he, they used him to get Jack Nicholson to be the Joker in the first one. Oh, that's right. They were teeing him up. They I were. Forgot. Yeah, he was going to be the Joker in the first one, but when Jack Nicholson got introduced, they kind of dropped him. It was like, sorry. So they wanted him to come back as the Riddler, but oh, he had such a I bad taste that. in his mouth, he turned it down. Yeah. And because, I guess, Tim Burton was... Oh, he actually turned to, it down the third time. He did time. turn it down. Oh, yeah, I did They wanted that. him to be. So when you're... Like, who's a good replacement for Robin Williams when it's the mid-90s? It's this the guy's 90s hot version off of, of Robin Ace Williams. Ventura. Yeah, exactly. He's just manic, just coked the out before. comedian who uh, has a rubber face and does voices. Well, let's yeah. get fucking the new uh, Robin Williams in. Which is did. which is a problem if you're you know if you're a Batman fan if you know anything about like the, the Riddler <laughs> that's not the Riddler's mo no he's not this like this chaotic force of nature mm-hmm. he's not the Joker not even the uh, the what's his name Frank Gorshin Frank Gorshin was Gorshin quite was, this man uh, you know and and <clears throat> you've had a good what forty years at this point <laughs> yeah forty years and it's like okay that's not the Riddler we're going for mm-hmm. at least even in the comics at the time the Riddler was a little bit more calculated. Uh, yeah, yeah, thoughtful. He mm-hmm. wasn't quite as instinctive. Uh, you know, I I'm always a, a fan of a good Riddler story, mm-hmm. and I thought that they could have made uh, the Dark Knight Rises a good Riddler story. Uh, it can be menacing. I, I remember. I'm a big fan of the animated series. We, uh-huh. and, oh yeah. Um, You're in good company. Thank you. <laughs> and it's. Uh, I remember the producers and the writers saying that, okay, we're going to bring in the Riddler. What do we do with him? How do we make him different from the Joker? And they uh-huh. really worked really hard. And to that effect, because the Joker was such a star and he showed up on a lot of episodes, yeah. Riddler only showed up a few times because they just couldn't figure out, they could only figure out so many things to do with him uh-huh. just to, and to make him different. Right. And um, yeah. Is, I liked what they did in the animated series, uh, and I thought they they could have introduced him into the the Nolan films. Uh, one of the, like my fantasy casting and my fantasy film that would have been that third movie would have been that you know now Batman's a fugitive from the law. The way mm-hmm. that the Dark Knight ends, yeah, Batman's a fugitive from the law, but he's still trying to solve like crimes that are going on. And so now you've got this task force that's uh, their their whole mission is to bring down the bat, and it's led by a guy named Nigma. Oh, that'd be cool. And so he's kind of a profiler for the cops, and that's his whole thing, like how he tries to figure out Batman. And so he starts oh. setting up, like he starts staging crimes, like he's committing them that'd to draw cool. the, the Dark Knight smart. out. I like that. And that's kind of how the Riddler is born. Ooh, uh, and this I, is how I'd he always kind of want to do that. Yeah, this is this is how he thinks. Uh, and that's kind of how he gets into Batman's head. Oh, that would have been fun. It would have been fun. And that's kind of the things that you would get from the Batman comics. And so going into this movie and watching Jim Carrey run around and be Ace Ventura right. in a green bodysuit yeah. was just... It's a little uh, too it overpowering. Little, it was overpowering. <laughs> well, even before he starts putting on the outfit, I mean, his very first scene was in the he's in the uh, factory and With he's just exaggerating <laughs> his facial <laughs> expressions. And it's, but, I mean, I was never a big Jim Carrey fan of. I was never a fan of Ace Ventura and right. that style of Jim Carrey. Sure, I like too. his. I really like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind sure, and sure. Truman Show and some of the other stuff. When he takes done. a breath and he's a little understated, or like Steven Spielberg <laughs> said. Uh, they had interviewed him about who, if they if he were to remake Jaws today, is kind of like you guys do on the show here. Yeah. Um, when it was like some <laughs> Fuck anniversary. Fuck you, Spielberg. That. That's our bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he someone asked some interviewee asked him, "Oh, who would you cast to, if to you be the recast shark. Jaws today?" And he said, "I would cast Jim Carrey as the Richard Dreyfuss part, but then I'd sit on him 
Yeah, because yeah. he'd yeah. be restrained. Uh huh. You know, that's, that's smart. <laughs> and he can be great if he's, but he's just right from his first scene. It's like wow, too much, too much, too much. Yeah. But everybody's kind of being directed to be that over the that, top, except true. for the characters that were in previous films. It's you can't all of a sudden ask Commissioner Gordon to be, oh, "Where's Batman?" You know, <laughs> what, though, you even know? then, he's a little more over the top too. <laughs> You think he so? Is, yeah, he's a little bit bigger of a character. Like the way he performs, well, he's put on he's a few pounds. I don't know what his weight has. No, 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 no. no but what I'm trying to <laughs> listen. We he all. is he is playing more to the back of the room, so to speak, hmm. in this movie. Like right. in the part when they go to the party, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm doing the mind thing. Like, uh. <laughs> oh, that's true. Or what is it when Batman gets into like the the safe? Is that near the beginning? That's at the like, very oh beginning. man, that <laughs> whole action scene. Yeah, where he's able to crack a uh, safe. That he's inside while a helicopter is suspending it. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's got his bat suit on, but he borrows the guy's hearing aid. He borrows the. Uh, <laughs> yes. well, and then Security when he guard. cuts it loose and it falls down back into the building, it goes exactly Sweet through the hole that it came in, out yeah. of. But at that point, see, I, I don't know. I kind of like that because you're setting up, <laughs> that's the, oh, this is this kind of Batman. It's the world. mission statement of the movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. You, you watch that part and you're like, it is oh. a cartoon. Okay, so that's as Joel also, Schumacher kept telling everybody. Mm-hmm. What I noticed, um, even though I watched them in reverse order, I watched Batman Forever last night, and I watched Batman Returns today. Mm. Um, I noticed straight away watching Batman Forever that, oh, uh, we don't wait for the opening credits. There's no opening scene. They go right into it, and the credits keep coming over the uh, over the <laughs> over the action. The movie's going it's on. like everybody's on or hyper. Just yeah, no, we, we can't we can't slow it down. Yeah. We're gonna do what we're contractually. Obliged to do, and yeah. it's, and it's still runs over two hours long. Yeah, yeah. Two hours, one minute. This movie attempts to do something that I feel like Judge Dredd tried to do. Hmm. Where you remember that last shot where Judge Dredd rides his bike and it's like oh, over Mega City One. Beautiful. Like, oh, all right, they kind of try to do that with this, where Batman like rides the Batmobile up and it's kind of got that landscape, and it doesn't have the same effect. And I feel Which like that's uh, I can't even remember when it is in the movie, but he's got the Batmobile and he kind of rides. Over like some of the, the way it's photographed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. And and I feel like Gotham City isn't even close to being as impressive in this movie. It's really weird. It's all so of these... claustrophobic. And there's like um like old Greek architecture, like Greek gods and things carrying, you know, it didn't feel like it, it didn't the feel Gotham like... that we know it fit now. the like homoerotic tone that yeah. is purveyant throughout the movie in the circus uh-huh. scene. Oh, the yeah. Togas. Sculpted bodies mm-hmm. and, you know, people without shirts on, men without shirts on. Mm-hmm. That's what the city looks like, too. Yeah. yeah there's more weird. faces. There's the city more. has nipples, just like Batman yeah. does. <laughs> Everything's got nipples. <laughs> My memoir. <laughs> the city has nipples. <laughs> I feel like that's a great, like a great subtitle to this movie. Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. The, the city, city has nipples. nipples. <laughs> Batman Forever. Colon. The city has nipples. Big city, little nipples. <laughs> oh, uh, Cut that part man. out, Jeff. Good gosh. Um, so. so Oh, no. You guys know where you're going? Go on. Because before we get off of the villains, uh, one thing that I think bugged me, aside from Jim Carrey's portrayal, but he's doing what he's doing fine. Tommy Lee Jones, we've discussed, isn't really supposed to be that kind of actor. It, yeah. it seemed out of, again, yeah, like he like was, he doing was it. trying to stay on, on oh my, Jim well, Carrey's yeah, level. Yeah, they have that power where Jim Carrey's like explaining his plan. He's like, so we're going to capture the bat. And like Tommy Lee Jones goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to talk over them. Apparently they did not get along on set. Oh, like, it Tommy Lee look, Jones hated. It doesn't look like it. No, they had no chemistry. It comes through on the screen. Yeah, I, it does. I, I, although I would probably be annoyed seeing Jim Carrey on set every day. Like, that's just but it's too also, much energy for me. You know, Tommy Lee Jones, another thing it's in the special features and the interviews from the time, because on those DVD sets, he wouldn't come back and talk about this again. There are several actors <laughs> that would not come back with them, but yeah. several of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, 
Tommy Lee Jones was saying, yeah, I took the role because my son liked you know, Batman. Two-Face. He yeah. knew who Two-Face was. Yeah. So, you know, I thought, hey, I'll do it. Yeah, That's, That's always so a bad sign when an actor takes a, a yeah, role a because, of, because of, their of their kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. I'll do this comic book villain thing. <laughs> but uh, apparently nobody got along. Like, Joel Schumacher and Val Kilmer didn't get along. Um, yeah, there's legendary. There's It's legendary. What do you call it? Uh, <laughs> urban legends about what happened on behind the scenes yeah, on this yeah. movie. Yeah, it just sounds like bad, bad times overall. Which yeah. is weird that they gave Joel Schumacher another chance at this film. Well, because it made a shit ton it of money. It made a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. And it was very Short-sighted. popular. They didn't give him another because one after Batman and Robin. the first Batman made a lot of money, too, and they gave that director a sequel, and it didn't quite work out. So why would they think Lightning went, hey, hey fool me once. Because, sh- sh- shame on me. <laughs> you should know this better than anybody. Mobiles. Studio executives are stupid. <laughs> that's, you're they right. They see money, and that's it. And it's why, pro- chances bro. are it's not even the same people by the time Schumacher got the that's reins. Right. Everybody's been fired. Everybody's been fired. They go to something else. You don't want to rock the boat? No. I hear you. Wow. Uh, so one last thing that I hated about uh, the character, the villains were more their dynamic. Like Two-Face being subservient to the Riddler. Yeah. Like he's basically there because he has all the muscle. He's got all the goons. He's already got the army. The Riddler just kind of shows up with his little mind reading invention and takes over. Two-Face is the two- established villain at the very beginning. He sure of the is. Riddler's yeah. not. And he's, and he's taking him. orders from he, him and he, essentially. And the thing is he's end. not even the established villain. He's also, they set him up already with his sympathetic storyline. Oh, two yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, that you they, see, we you see, see it in a flashback. Like a flashback, like what happened to him. The, so it's supposed to be setting him up. A, oh, God. It's a jar of acid in court, court room, on the stand coming he out of the. has it. That's so dumb. And then, the, of course, the acid doesn't eat through the paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it covers half of his face. It's the, the face. Eats through off. flesh. Um, <laughs> but not. No, so you set him up kind of, you know, you, you give him a way out to be sympathetic. And then he's the one that you, like, you kill. Horribly, <laughs> and then like Jim Carrey's the one that's kind of put into the asylum at the end. Yeah, you know, you, why why don't you give Two Face a little bit of redemption? Even the Dark Knight gave Two Face a reason and a motivation for why what happened happened. And you don't and see Two Face for most of the Dark Knight. Yes, he's not Two Face. That's right. Uh, if you're going to have Two Face in this movie, and you're doing a movie about duality, you've got Jim Carrey, who's the Riddler, who's all chaotic. Then Two Face needs to be, by definition, he needs to be the thing that's keeping the order. Yeah. Like, okay, no, wait, there's an order. To this we need to give Fate a chance to, and he flips his coin. Mm-hmm. That's the way that you use them to balance one another out. Like Deadpool it's, and uh, Cable. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it, that's excellent. That Thank is you. an excellent yes. point. Yes! <laughs> hey, I made a comic book reference. Oh, my gosh. And, I made and it and funny. I, I'm sure you never read those comics either. <laughs> but that was, I that's actually a, did read Cable. Did you read Cable and Deadpool? Cable. Mm-hmm. God, those not, were not so Deadpool. good. Not Deadpool. Cable Deadpool was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, but you're right. They they balanced each other out perfectly. And they could have done that in this film, and they didn't. Let's talk about how Drew Barrymore shows up in this movie. <laughs> what uh, the fuck? Well, at the very end of... Sugar uh, and Spice. About Two-Face. At the very end of the movie, it's, he's like, well, aren't you forgetting your coin? And then just that one moment, he's like, he goes into oh, yes. conflicted Two-Face. Oh, yes, you're right. I can't I, do I it without my... Yeah. And he could have been like that throughout the whole movie, but exactly. he wasn't. Which I think would have worked a little yeah. bit better. Actually, there, there are a couple <laughs> scenes. There's that one scene where... Um, it's it's in, they invade Bruce Wayne's house and he's kind of just sitting on the couch. You mean, he keeps flipping the, a coin. You mean the party man scene? <laughs> yeah, it, it is for, for Batman, Batman uh, About that scene Batman. though, he's he's wanting to kill Bruce, but he's wanting the coin to tell. So he just keeps flipping it until he gets the answer he wants. Uh, right. So he's not really conflicted at all. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he, he uses his crutch. Like, but even he, in that lands, moment, head side up, he's like, hmm. All right, I'll do it again. Yeah. Even in that moment, though, at least we're seeing some some actual character defining things going on with him that I mean, like okay potentially I'm not going to do it things. until I until fate allows that chance yeah. 
kind of like you know I really love the way that they I hate to keep bringing up the Nolan movie but the yeah, way in, in, in the Dark Knight you know where he flips the coin and he tells uh, Eric Roberts he's like you know you're safe and then he flips oh, the coin he's like yeah. that's Not for the for driver the, yeah. bam mm-hmm. that's like oh that's oh, dark that. and so well done uh yeah, this ain't that Batman. This, this ain't that Batman. Mm-mm. And I kind of missed these types of Batman, though, that are a little more cartoony. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, because I feel like every comic book movie now has to be real, has to be grounded See, in reality, a little dark. I'd I, like a little more Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I both agree and I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Batman isn't really supposed to be that character, even in his earliest origins. True. When he was carrying around a gun, uh, <laughs> yeah. which Batman shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But... That's Bob Kane, you know. I'm not going to argue with the man who created him. Like, okay, when he started off, it wasn't all this. My parents were killed by, uh, you know, right. whatever. There was a that war was going on at that time it. too. Yeah. So it, was, it was accepted. That was when they Good redid point. his origin, and he had his parents were killed, and that's we explored that, and then they got rid of the gun. But you know, I I don't mind Batman being a dark character. That's kind of where he lives. That's that's Gotham City. What I have a problem with is someone like Superman. And going yeah. like, man, I don't like Superman because he's, they need to dark Superman up. No, right. no because what Superman represents, he is that Boy Scout. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. I like that about Superman. I like that there's a place for Superman. That like, here's a character that represents hope. Here's a character that represents, you know, cool things. And yeah. like, Spandex. You know, how awesome how, to see someone enjoy, like, I can fly. I could do all these things, and I have fun doing it. But I also have a sense of responsibility, and I hold to these values. There's a place for that, and I'm okay with that. Superman doesn't have to cross that line mm-hmm. and be dark. That's not what I enjoy about that character. You're eliminating the escapism that I dig about that character when you make him become Batman light. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. The movies have struggled. Uh, you know, that's another thing. Warner Brothers is they've got Batman as their cash cow for almost three decades now. Yeah. They've try, been trying to. Well, we, God, we got a Superman. We got to do something with Superman. Right. They've been struggling to find a new Superman movie for over ten years now, mm-hmm. and it's it's because they keep trying to put the angst and the weight into it. Yeah. Just and it, that's not what they he don't means. seem to know how to do that. Yeah. Even you, Brian Singer seemed to be you know was really keen on doing Superman turns, but it failed. Well, it, and it failed because at its heart, it was a story about an absentee father. Right. Like, that's not what we enjoy about Superman either. We don't right. want to see a Superman that a like... A deadbeat daddy. A deadbeat dad. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I think that it's fun if you want to introduce like a, da- a dynamic that like, ooh, he fathered a child. Like that, That's kind of fun. Make it fun though. Right. I don't want to spend 20 minutes in the movie with Superman peeping tomming on his family. Right. You know, that's not that's not fun superhero well, it's fair. Also, it's a lot of that was just kind of Getting him to be angsty, it was like, a, yeah. oh, Lois has moved on with her life. Ooh, I'm not happy. Oh, I've got all this responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you know. Uh huh. That's not fun. No, <laughs> no one's having fun watching no. that. No. How did you have fun making that? And, and it's, <laughs> it's a shame because Kevin Spacey was such a great Lex Luthor. I know oh, that was that's brilliant. Too bad. And He's then it was one of the best. It, it was wasted on a horrible story. Even yeah. Brandon Routh was good as Superman. That's true. Oh. He was. And we would have never had uh, what's his name from Scott. Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, yeah. The vegan pl- Yeah, guy. That's right. <laughs> what is his name? Todd? Uh, uh, what the? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Todd Ingram. Todd. Todd Ingram. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's right. <laughs> no vegan diet, no vegan powers. No vegan powers. <laughs> uh, on that thing, speaking of powers, mm-hmm. uh, so what was going on? Like, Riddler was, like, sucking up people's memories or brain energy, and, like, he became... Smarter? A hood ornament, like he became like this, <laughs> this, this like strong. Like didn't he? Be, he became like a little bit stronger and smarter, and like what was going on with that? I, don't, I, don't, I think you've just explained it as much as my understanding of it is. <laughs> and like, yeah. oh, if he sucked up people's memories, 
was that like did he take that from them or was he just gleaning that it it, it there's a couple of throwaway lines earlier when he's he's uh, testing his contraption on poor Ed Bigley Jr. <laughs> in his tiny home uh, where he says Ed what where yeah he says I've I've I'm now smart I've I've used your neural energy to become smarter or something like that. Uh-huh. He's um, reading lines from the script that he doesn't really <laughs> understand the, yeah, anyway. It's, true. it's really not important. How did he redo the, the video to show Ed Begley Jr. committing I don't himself? know either. They, they, never... they just say it was obviously a computer generated forgery. <laughs> obviously. This was, like, this was in 1995, mind you. <laughs> we still not can't get had... video like that right. specific no, now. No, we can't make Princess Leia look like Princess Leia at the end of uh, Rogue One. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the mortician won't make Princess oh, Leia look no. like Princess Leia. Do you, yeah, I, I had another thought today after hearing about her passing was uh, you think they'll try to do that now? In episode nine, if we bring her back where from we nine, oh like a god, CG, I hope, where we get a Carrie CG, Fisher. yeah, I think that's the way she would have wanted it. Yeah, that's the I'm way asking. You, no, I'm asking the way she would have wanted it. <laughs> I'm wondering what her reaction is if she even knows that they did this for this last movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 because you have to sign away your likeness. Yes, <gasps> yeah. she had to have signed which, the paper. Which I shudder to read what her reaction. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> maybe maybe uh, that's what gave her the heart attack. <laughs> she's like, oh, and she saw it. She did what Leah Thompson did in Back to the Future too. Was like, it's me. And then fainted. Uh, wow. Not six hours dark. cold. I'm old. Dark. I'm young. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Sorry, you I have to laugh have or you'll to, cry, right? I have to admit, like, what, as I was driving, because I, I got the news as I was driving out to Frisco today to do lunch with Griff and Jason. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I straight up started crying in the car. Mm. Like, I started tearing up in the car. I couldn't. I, couldn't I was in it. shock. It was, it was, and even though we had, like, a heads knew. up, like, she's not in good shape. I guys. didn't think she was going to die. I didn't. Well, when they said that it took them 15 minutes to get a pulse after the EMTs got to her when the plane landed. Oh, so she'd been brain dead for that she, long? She'd been brain dead oh, for that man, long. I like, I'm, that. I, I had a feeling like, yeah, this is, this is not. I was yeah, just when, when hoping the, they could hold out till the end, like, to the next year. When the best they could say about her condition was that it was stable. I was like, oh, that yeah. doesn't sound. That doesn't say. That, there was nothing like she was responsive. Ugh. What do you that's think horrible. Debbie Reynolds is thinking? Like, well, that's no, a parent I, should have to I am DB Debbie Reynolds, and she's still alive. Yeah. 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 Debbie Reynolds. That's and the she, weird part. she made a statement like earlier today or yesterday. It's yesterday. That, you know, Carrie has stabilized. She's okay, <sighs> you know. And then this, I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a illustrator named Robert Risco, and I follow him on Instagram, and he had a posting. It's It was a drawing of her, but then it had the dates. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm like, oh god, it happened. Oh, yeah. well, that's how I found that's, it. Uh, and the thing is, I got to meet her uh, like oh, several years did back. You? Got to meet really? her. I never got like pictures or anything signed or anything mm. like that. But got to like talk to her for about two seconds. Uh, and man, it, it just I don't know. It, it's it's heartbreaking. It's someone that you you've grown up with. And <laughs> did you just touch me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I guess like the one. <laughs> The the big Carrie Fisher memory for me, I guess, is the fact that she like liked and retweeted one of my tweets. I know, I saw and you that's my post profile that. picture on on Facebook right that's now. But forever. no, it's sad and it's it's a shame. It's a shame to lose someone like Carrie Fisher. Yet movies like Batman Forever still live on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, there's no God. There's no justice in this world. No, no. Um, all right. Was was is is Nicole Kidman like naked under that sheet? Apparently, she was. She was Didn't wearing she nothing underneath that sheet. I don't know that that's. It's tightly, cl- I, tightly clinging to her when the wind's Kidman. blowing uh, in the into that room. Yeah, that's probably the best she's ever looked to me. And I'm not a huge yeah. Nicole Kidman fan. Um, I think she's a fine actress. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. that. Really Joel Schumacher says she that really uh, the studio at the time, again, like mid '90s, studio was didn't want to cast her because they didn't think she was sexy enough. Oh wow! Interesting. So it was the shot of either her standing with the sheet on or the sh- shot of her taking her jacket off on the rooftop that oh yeah them. where she's got that punching bag going on oh yeah and Batman he busts in the door yeah. yeah 
Uh, man. <laughs> yeah, that that smile couldn't mean anything else. When he, she's like, I'm with someone else. And she like picks Bruce over Batman mm-hmm. and he leaves. And it's that goofy fucking smile. Yeah. yeah. That's so uncharacteristic. And it's, yeah. it's stuff like that, that, you know, if I'm going to come back around and talk about like things that turn me off on this film, mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. Didn't things like, like that that are kind of uncharacteristic. Did you uh, like Clooney better than Kilmer? Clooney or Kilmer? Nope. Who, did, who wore it better? Uh, oh God. I thought, I thought Clooney was a better Bruce Wayne. All right. Than Val Kilmer. But okay. he had, he didn't have a, I kept thinking about it too, is that if Clooney had been in, in Batman Forever versus Batman Robin, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Hmm. It I may would, have, yeah. I liked, actually liked Val Kilmer. I, I, I liked Val I, Kilmer. In I did movie. too. I thought he, I thought I he like made Mike, a good Bruce I like Wayne. Michael Keaton the most. But I which like is Michael really Keaton. weird. Like hard. I, when they first announced him being cast, I was like, "What, Michael Keaton?" Even you as a kid, I was everybody like, else. What? But I <laughs> thought it worked. He worked as that as that character. He he was an okay Bruce. But I thought I thought Clooney would have made a great Bruce Wayne if he would have had a script like Batman Forever yeah, instead. Yeah. Maybe he'd have done better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that poor, Clooney's a great actor, and I think he suffered from a bad script and also just a bad situation with someone like Schwarzenegger calling the shots on the set. Yeah, mm. too bad. Um, it's funny that none of the uh, ba- the actors that played Batman in any of these four movies were ever top billed. No. The villains always oh God, got yeah. top right. billing. Um, I find this very interesting that Michael Keaton, who played Batman, mm-hmm. also had that movie Birdman that just came out yes. like a couple years and back. Now. And is now playing the, the vulture mm-hmm. in the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, he's got a thing for birds. <laughs> I know, right? He's... I, I saw like, that in the trailer. I was like, I bet you that's the vulture. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Uh, all right. So are, do you guys have any other notes on this? I don't. All right. What did Batman Forever do right? I will let our guest start off on that. Lauren, what did, uh, what did Batman Forever do right? I would say... I was trying. I was rewatching, and I was trying to think, well, what did I find interesting in this <laughs> in the 90s? Because well, I, was, I was a lot younger. Um there was something intriguing. It, it, it still didn't completely abandon the dark elements of Batman. There was something still in there. Sure. And mm-hmm. I believe in the original script, I believe that was it was intended to be more, less, uh, or not less, less campy than it actually wound mm-hmm. up being. Mm-hmm. Sure. So maybe with a different director, maybe with different cast, I don't know. Maybe it could have been a little bit more toned down. Definitely without Jim Carrey, it would have been toned down quite a bit, I think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Joe, thoughts? Uh, I thought that the movie, even though I'm not a big fan of what they did with a lot of the lighting, I think tonally the movie looked gr- it looked good. It, it it had some promise as far as the visuals. Um, I just think that everything else just kind of it it it, it got it got too into itself. Uh, <laughs> where it's like, oh, oh, well, if we're gonna light this thing up, well, let's light this thing up. Oh, mm-hmm. Robin's gonna get in a fight with a bunch of guys. Let's turn it into a big circus act. <laughs> you know, we we didn't need all that. Like it's like. You had some cool moments, both visually and just contextually in this movie, things that were working, and then suddenly it's like the movie realized, oh, the audience is liking this. Let's turn it up to 11. Right. Uh, and you didn't have to do that. Like It would have benefited from having the, the courage and the confidence to be understated at points. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's both what I thought it did right and what right. I thought it did wrong, I guess. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> What I think it did right was the art direction. I mentioned it earlier. Somebody really earned their keep um, because there's just color and light everywhere and the motion of the camera. I appreciated it for being a new type of uh, looking Batman. Certainly wasn't taking a direction from from uh, the Tim Burton dark universe. But, sure. Uh, so eh, that's what I think it did right. It was splashy. It was splashy. 
Okay, uh, so what did it do wrong? I'm still not a fan of that music, man. And it's hard to, much like the, uh, the, the Star Wars theme, not being in Rogue One. Spoiler alert. Uh, it, it didn't feel like a uh, a Batman movie yeah. without those Batman themes. So Ro- sorry. Ro- Rogue One was missing the music and <laughs> likable characters. Aww, yeah. but what about the what about the robot? Or what about K two S about the robot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fun. He's Alan Tudyk. Okay, that's great. Oh, you've soured on Rogue One since our. I I, 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 I I again I still liked it. Not a lot though. Not not a whole lot. And it, it's losing luster more and more. Yeah, we the more uh, time we were, I get away from. We it. were supposed to see it a second time and, and couldn't go, um, and have yet to buy. You said in that tickets. text message, "I'm I'm good." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one more time in theaters. We'll own it on on DVD. I, but gotcha. I, I liked it. Okay, cool. Um, what did you think that uh, that Batman Forever did right or wrong? I think there are many things, but um, <laughs> I, one thing that, that affected me personally was the portrayal of Two Face. Yeah, and the depiction of Two Face. That was. Technically, the first time I saw Two Face, I was exposed to Two Face, and I'd heard about him. And I thought, "Oh, he sounds pretty cool." And um, my first summer at Six Flags, I'd gone to the gift shop. I bought a little PVC figure of animated Two Face. I'm sure. Like, oh yeah, he looks cool. And I hear he's you know this divided guy. And then I see Tommy Lee Jones going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and that's all he does the entire yeah. movie. And uh, so what it did wrong for me was that. But my Takeaway was that um, okay, you know what? I'm going to start watching Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yes, because I was you actually even though I was captivated by this movie, I was I got sucked into the popularity. I watched it many times afterwards, but I felt something was missing. Yeah, especially with the portrayal of Two Face. Yeah. Like, okay, I need to see the real story. I'm not being told mm-hmm. the full story. Right, here. exactly. There, You're man, like a 9/11 truther. Bruce, <laughs> wow. <laughs> of the Batman. Bruce Timm's work on the animated series was really good. I mean, you've got a lot of great things and and what that brought afterwards, you know, with your Justice League animated, mm. uh the Superman animated series, uh what that Batman went Beyond. into with yeah, Batman Beyond. Oh my gosh. Which I still they were they were talking in the interim between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins. They were talking about doing a or teasing doing a live action version of that. Oh, really? Uh, this Throw is Terry McGinnis up on the big screen, huh? Ooh, yeah, that'd be kind of. And cool. then as the Dark Knight trilogy wrapped up, I thought, okay, maybe they'll tackle that now. You mm-hmm. know, CGI is advanced; they can do anything yeah. now. And then they announced Ben Ben Affleck. Gonna, okay, <laughs> never mind. Never I was mind. just gonna say, doesn't work there. Are we excited about a a Batman movie um, that's not directed by it, Zack Snyder? I liked. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I did too. I, I don't mind I saying I heard he that. was good. I, I think he does a good job. He's definitely not the worst part of the Batman versus Superman movie. That is true. Uh, and however, he's, a, he's a, a proclaimed director. However, the, how they okay. use him in Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was going to let it go. No, I need him here uh, every week I, I, to I, correct I, my I don't know why Lauren Rose hates his brother so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's it feel, huh? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and I already said what I thought that the movie did wrong because uh, it's just visually like back and forth. It's what it did right and what it did horribly. Uh, all like right, that. so so if we were to remake Batman Forever today, mm-hmm. how would we do that? Uh, I I have recast five characters, probably the top five. Lauren, I believe you said you did the same. I did them plus the two supporting ones. Oh, the two supporting ones, nice. Joe, how many do you have? I have six. You have six. So five, six, seven. Uh, so why don't one of you start? <laughs> Actually, do we want to do Lauren, and then for each character, we'll chime in? Yeah, sure. Lauren, That's all right, start idea. with your lowest build character. 
That would probably be Commissioner James Gordon. Oh, it would. Oh, I didn't. I didn't recast the commission. He's barely in the movie, granted, but you know, it's he. There he is up there. Yeah, yeah. an important role, pointing. Yeah. While and you wearing can see, and gear. again, watching these these two movies backwards <laughs> he does and backwards. The same or, you know, thing in two different scenes. There's the 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 safe scene, and then there's the scene in the carnival, yeah, or the circus, oh, and yeah. both scenes like there it is up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in the first movie, he's like, oh, he's up on the cathedral. He's up there. Oh, no, it's true. He does a little bit more than that. Guys, movie, we got to go around the other way. He gets. <laughs> progressively worse uh, through the four movies. Yes. But um, there's an actor who has played a lot of cops and a lot of military general type dudes Ooh, on yeah. camera. And he's also done a lot of uh, cartoon voiceovers over mm. the years. He's from Canada. And his name is Gary Chalk. Okay. Ooh. You know um, this? He was in the recent Godzilla and he was uh, in Freddy versus Jason. He now, when you say the that. recent Godzilla, the one from a few years ago, of the American one with Brian Cranston, correct? Let them fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has a very. And I even saw the movie. I didn't actually wait make it all the way through that movie. But no, that's the one fine. bit that I did see at the very beginning has this actor in, and he's playing some sort of a military dude. Oh, oh, cool. So his name is Gary Chalk. Uh, he was he was the voice of Optimus Primal in Beast Wars. That's the main. Uh, thing. There you go. You should open. You're burying the lead, man. You should open with it. <laughs> Who's this Autobot? <laughs> oh, ice. Oh, 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 shit. No, no, it's a blaster. Oh, shit. Blaster. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> so then I assume if you did Commissioner Gordon, um, is Alfred your number Correct. six? Yeah. Alfred's your number six. Did uh-huh. you do Alfred? I did. Okay. Did you recast Alfred? I did not. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, Go ahead. Um, so I thought Alfred Pennyworth, that's his last name. <laughs> of course. Um, I thought Bill Nighy would make a good one. <gasps> Dude, what? Nope. Bill Nighy. They really? both wrote Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy. You guys are cheating. Nope. <laughs> Lauren, you come in here and try to steal my job. <laughs> did you? Did you? Really? I, didn't, I didn't recast. No, but he did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Didn't recast I, thought, I, I, did, I thought it was like, yes, I did. Bill Nighy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually did Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, <laughs> Alfred. Well, I Googled his name, and I, that was came up first. I'm like, no. Yeah, you got to complete that Google search. Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> um, nice. And I thought maybe at first, it might, maybe he's too comical, but no, Alfred. No, I think he'd be a good Alfred. I'd yeah. like to see him talking about, let's get, let's get pissed and I watch feel porn. It, doesn't he stutter a lot? A little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, I thought maybe he's too... in my toe. <laughs> Batman is all around <laughs> us. <laughs> And the evil grow. <laughs> Love actually. Okay, so then uh, Good who's movie. number five? Uh, be Dick Grayson, aka Robin. Ro- oh, you put him in number. See, I, I put Chase Meridian. That's what I did five. too. Yeah, I did, I did. interesting that you that, that Robin. I think Chase Meridian gets more screen time, and she's actually billed above him in the opening credits. Well, that's true. Yeah, she All is. Right. Um, I chose. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, nice. Ooh. Eddie Potter. Which, who is, I, I think he was almost the exact same age that Chris O'Donnell was when That sounds about right. They filmed yeah. this movie. And he's Early played 20s. an old, definitely an older Robin than okay. from the traditional, uh, even Chris O'Donnell's Robin was quite a bit older, which yeah, yeah. begs the yeah. question, why does he need to have a, a parent figure? Yeah, shouldn't like he be him? an adult? Tra- yeah. Train me, Bruce. You... Make me your partner. <laughs> I'm going to do the laundry now. No, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do karate laundry. <laughs> Karate laundry. How you doing, Al? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Karate laundry. Karate laundry. And like, I love it. Get, he soaks the floor, man. It's yeah, like, come on. I know man. he's making a mess, yeah. and he and then he looks at Alfred like, mm, aren't you impressed? After I'm going to oh, no, mop. Fucking... I'm going to mop. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, but he's, he's, you obviously cast Robin. Right? I did do Robin. Um, I went with uh, Aaron Paul, who you know is Jesse Pinkman from um, uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, Aaron Paul. No, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just did the wrong thing. 
I just read the wrong name. Uh oh, Zach Efron is my Robin. Oh. Sorry, I just read. I thought about him. Yeah, so now but I'm not as Batman. Now you know, or do you? I do. Sorry about that. Uh, Cut we, that part out. We John. talked about Spider-Man earlier. Mm-hmm. I decided to cast the kid who's playing Spider-Man now, Tom Holland, Ooh, as Robin. Nice. That would be better. Love him. Yeah, dude, that trailer kills me. <laughs> I, I I see a little something new every time. Uh, all right, who's next on our... Uh, Chase Meridian? Chase Meridian. Let's do her. I've got my checking account through them. I always mispronounce her name, and everybody points it out to me. I'm probably going to do it again. Isla Fisher? I think it's Isla. Isla Fisher. <laughs> oh, I know who she is. From Wedding Crashers? Yeah, she and, would be uh, my Chase Meridian. I like that. Yeah, she's a... Um, catch Me If You Can? No, what is it called? She, uh, now You nice See Me. me. She's in those Catch Me If You Can was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, my bad. I can see where you could mistake that, too. <laughs> <Spitting> <laughs> um, my, oh, you want me to do mine? I'll do my uh, Chase Marina. How about Jessica Chastain from mm. uh, Zero Dark Thirty and uh, Inso- uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Not Inception, Interstellar. Hey, Murph. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what about you? I chose uh, Sandra O. Oh of Grey's oh, Anatomy fame. Interesting. Cool. Okay. With, uh, with a different race. She, yeah, that, and she's, I don't know. Maybe Chase Murray could be a little human race, Joel. It's not, <laughs> different, it's not a different race. Different, uh, what am I saying? Ethnicity. Yeah, you're right, a different ethnicity. This whole part was just Yeah, she's still out. human, yeah. <laughs> hey, remember that she's time when Joel didn't human. think Asians no. were part of the human race? You know what I mean. <laughs> no. So okay. I thought maybe it's, um, she could be likable and maybe, maybe yeah, a little smarter. I love her. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah, no, she's really good. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, well, now we got to get into the villains, right? Yeah. Two-Face? Go ahead. Um... Edris Elba. Ooh. Oh, God, that's good, man. Um, also a different race. He was in the recent... <laughs> yes. Well, and I was conscious of that, too. I thought, yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I thought, oh, there's too many white people in there. I just right. thought of people, and they just happened to be... Uh, Edris Elba was in the recent Star Trek movie. Uh, that's right. Playing the villain in that. Played a so, really good uh, villain. Surprisingly good movie. I that's really what he said, too. Yeah. Lord, I, you I need to watch that. Like, oh, you haven't? No. This um, week. It's fun. You need I, to watch Don't it. fucking tell me what to do. You're not my mom. <laughs> it's fun. You're not my mom. They, like, they totally mom. capture the spirit of like Star Trek in this movie. It's like, it's I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Simon I liked Peg. it more than Rogue One. Ooh, interesting. Oh, well, now I really do want to see Rogue One. Yeah. My two-face was was Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. So I'm seeing a theme. Yes. Uh, I went with Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh, interesting. Oh, my God. Borat. Yeah, dude. I mean, that guy, he's, he could play three different convincing characters already on his own show. That's yeah. a good point. So, it's all about uh, yeah. alternate Is, personas. Would you classify him as a comedian? Uh, I would. Yes. I would okay. because that's of a, the way he got his That's a good choice start. for, for yeah. a character like you. I like that. He's the Jim Carrey of our age. Well, on the animated series... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Richard Mole did the voice of Two Face, who was Bull. Oh, it was Bull in Night Court. And it was, it, and it was, it was totally different. It was, his voice was like this. I used to play that on the keyboard. I did. Now, when we're done, I'm going to look up some like Marky Post slash fiction. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was in something recently. Uh, I, last thing I saw her in was something about Mary. Mm. Was she? she no, she yeah, did a she voice plays, in something. She plays oh, Cameron it was a, uh, mom. Oh. a recent Transformers show. She was like somebody's mom. <laughs> I'm like, wow, she's <laughs> that, old that enough to be somebody's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Riddler. Riddler. Here we go. I've already kind of shown my hand by Brian Cranston. Uh, I meant to say uh, Aaron Paul is my Riddler because he can be a little, little, little manic. <laughs> How would a bullet riddle me? They don't have a mouth. 
<laughs> Did you ever see that that video, the Funnier Die video, no. Batman? Uh-uh. Oh yeah. This oh yeah, I know totally that one. Asked, He asked like the the question. He asked the the Riddler. Is like if I a take aim and da 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 da, but the answer is bullet. And so Vicky Vale and uh, and uh, and the Riddler are trying to tell Batman. He's like, don't tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it ends up being a bullet. He's like, how could a bullet riddle me? It doesn't have I a mouth. Seen that one actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lauren. Go ahead. What's no, that's your, funny. Who's your Riddler? Um, Edward Digma slash the Riddler. Uh, Andy Samberg. That's good. Oh, dude, that's pretty great. good, man. It's I a like bit that. Of a leap, but no. But you know what? It's it's about time for him to play a character that's not so likable and lovable. Yeah, right. That's like everything true. else he does. That's right. That's a great idea. And it would be definitely toned down yeah. from mm-hmm. what Jim Carrey them. Uh, speaking of likable and lovable, mm. Simon Pegg is my Riddler. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Again, also so never from played Star a Trek. bad guy, huh? And yeah. from Star Trek. I well, he, I think he played a bad guy in Doctor Who. I think there was a Doctor yeah. Who episode when Simon Pegg was a bad guy. Can't do. watch that show. Well, then I guess you can't make claims that he's never done something. <laughs> <laughs> that was my claim that he never did anything. You're like, you're like, he's never played a bad guy. Well, not that I, not that I recall, well, not in anything that I've seen. Oh no, well, you I guess that's all that Doctor matters. Huh? Uh, all right, so that brings us to Batman. Yeah, the titular the Batman, the nippled titular <laughs> the bat, double entendre. I like that. Uh, I'll go with mine. I went with um, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Picture, if you will, Dude, a uh, John he's great. Keanu Reeves. I was just going to say, he can do the uh, the action, and he still has it. He's getting about that age now. What is yeah. he, about, approaching 50s, maybe? Probably, like and, um, 45. 50. He's a man of few words, and he has a dark voice. And yeah. uh, I think he's he's mature enough now to play the, the cowled crusader. There we go. Or the caped crusader. Well, ben, ben Affleck is paying him now. It's, that's a good, you know, that's yeah, a good that's analogy. Image. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? Lauren? I chose Mr. Carl Urban. Nice. Uh, mainly because Just I remember you guys talking track. about Dread a few Dread, weeks ago. Yeah. Thought, well, how does he look? Oh, yeah, of course he looks good with the Dude, Dude that's great. Great. Carl Urban wouldn't have a problem with keeping the cowl on the entire movie. Like, that's right. All right, let's do this thing. Nice. And he could do a gr- good Bruce Wayne probably too. Fuck he's yeah, funny. He could yeah, be he could. charming. charming mm-hmm. Good looking. Yeah. yeah. Man, I forgot who I cast. I got <laughs> oh, my Batman. Jesse Pinkman. I went with is. Bradley Cooper. Uh, okay, good. Uh, of course, very nice. We, we, who you know what he looks like now. now Lauren came over the other night uh, for Christmas, and we were, what were we He's watching? Like, Doesn't he look like a raccoon? Isn't <laughs> we, that who that we is? We saw a trailer for something, and then I was like, I only know him as the voice of the raccoon. That's like, what <laughs> Wow. Well, now you know Grab him as Batman. football. <laughs> Wedding Crashers? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. My, uh, my director on this would be Edgar Wright. Oh, damn, I didn't do a director. Fuck. Lauren, did you do a director? Uh, Justin Lin. There we oh, go. The, 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 Speaking the, of the aforementioned. Yeah. Again from Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek Beyond. Nicely done. All right, guys. If you have any thoughts on how you would recast Batman Forever or thoughts about the movie in general, uh, you can always talk to us on our Facebook page in that search bar. Put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up some options. One of those will be a woman with bleeding eyes. Uh, click on that, and that's us. That's how you could talk back to us. And if you have any ideas for movies that you'd like us to watch in the future... Uh, you can also go ahead and give us those suggestions there. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. You can go there. Um, by the time uh, this episode is live, hopefully the uh, 2017 Eddie page will be updated Good on our website page. God, we've, got, we've been doing this, what, three years now? This, this will be third? our third annual Eddie cool. Awards coming up. Uh, I guess that's going to be the next episode you hear, I believe. Um, I believe. And we have uh, all sorts of, we have all of our, our categories back, which you can vote on, on editingbay.com. We'll also put them on the Facebook page if you follow us there. Um, 
uh, some categories such as uh, best guilty pleasure, worst actor, worst actress, best impersonation by a, a person on the on the podcast, usually Joe. Um, <laughs> some examples there. We have uh, his Christopher Lambert from Highlander, uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, and, you soiled uh, the sanctity of my home. And of course, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. There you go. A little reprise of some of the uh, some of the nominees. Uh, so uh, check out the website, editingbay.com, and keep an eye on the Facebook page uh, so you can vote and decide who wins an Eddie Award uh, in next week's episode. How are we doing on Twitter followers? We uh, are still hovering around the mid-160s there. Okay. I feel like people are unfollowing It's like a weather now. report. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a big, big L coming in from the, the northern part of the state. Uh, you yeah, made it sound like you ish need to go to the store and get some more. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> got to go pick up some Twitter followers. <laughs> and the way you do that is to go to Twitter and follow us at The Editing Bay. Follow That's us right. there, and uh, we'll give prizes every now and then. So uh, do that. And guys, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. If you go to your, uh, your Apple device that you listen to us on, just go to that podcasting app, uh, and you can bring up the search function and bring up The Editing Bay. Uh, or Next Wave Radio. Either way, you'll you'll find the editing bay on there. Uh, tap on that and then leave yeah. us a five-star rating. Every time I say tap on that, I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going to do that. <laughs> I can't resist. Uh, leave, it a five, leave a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, and if you have some, some suggestions, things that you think like, oh, you know, it'd be great if you guys did this. That's cool. As long as you make it five stars, uh, I'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if you don't have an Apple device and you're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm listening to you on a computer or something right now. If you have an Android... <laughs> You can also download the Podcast Attic and Podcast Republic apps uh, and use those to search iTunes, and you could subscribe to us that way and also leave your feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every time right. you, you ask the listener whether they have an Android, I picture like a C-3PO or R2-D2. An astromech. If you have an astromech, good luck. A human cyborg relations. Do they speak bocce? Because it's my favorite Italian game to play in the backyard. Uh, all right, guys. So next week we've got the Eddie Awards, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll get back into uh, into watching some movies and stuff in 2017. Uh, hopefully, we're not nearly as many celebrities will be yeah. dying. I, I would this like. Following I would like for all of you. You know what? Not just celebrities. You guys, be careful. Don't. Die. New Year's is coming up. I want everyone to be safe. I want you to be joining us again in 2017, mm. uh, so we can have some fun talking about movies uh, and, and and just spread the love yeah. by hating. <laughs> the movies that we want. It's really weird. Lauren, uh, thanks for uh, joining us on uh, on a special episode. Thanks Finally for, got you in thanks here. Thanks for being one of the few guests we've had in 2016. No, you say that. We do have a lot, and that's another category in our Eddie Awards of uh, Best Guest Host. Well, I'm already casting my vote for mm, Lauren Burns. I agree. Oh, uh, nepotism. I, I have no idea why you two hate each other so Stop much. Stop with that. <laughs> I was worried about nepotism myself. It's like, somebody's going to think that this is like a... No, it you absolutely heard it yourself. Is. It absolutely <laughs> quality voice. It's totally nepotism. Thanks, Lauren, for this uh, was a yeah, thank thrill you so for me much. to be, to be here. Yeah. It's a thrill for us, man. and thank you again for for the Batman sketch. You're uh, that's very so welcome. awesome. Yeah, we'll post that on the Facebook page too. We have to. Uh, we all right. must, guys. Uh, so if you've got suggestions for movies and stuff, get them in because you got an extra week uh, while we get the Eddie Awards and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get get those movie suggestions in. Maybe yours will be the first one we do in 2017. Until next week. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, very, very huge thanks. Ups, thank you for coming out here. Uh, you you did so great and so wonderful. Big Lee on the podcast. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. I can't tell if you were doing Tony Danza. <laughs> I was trying to do Donald Trump, but I think, I think that's our new thing. The Instead of Russell or Wayne, it's Danza or Trump. I like it. It's coming in 2017 <laughs> to the Editing Bay podcast. Guys, have a good one. We'll catch you next week for the Eddie Awards. Happy New Year.
You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.